Romans chapter 8 real quickly. Romans chapter 8. We're in a series on Romans. If you weren't here last week, you need to listen to Pastor Joe's message. It was absolutely amazing, so I encourage you to do that. But Romans chapter 8. Let me, let me go through some things here in Romans chapter 8. Let's go to verse 1. You're going to see kind of a theme here of what Paul is talking about. And it's really a theme that's really dear to my heart too. It says that verse 1 says, Therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit, everybody say Spirit. Spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. You know, Jesus made it a, 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 a very, a, an important part of the disciples' lives. When he left, he told them, do not go anywhere else. Go into Jerusalem. Wait until you are endued with power from on high. That word endued means clothed with power. Until you receive the Holy Spirit. And we know what happened on the day of Pentecost when they did that. That the fire came down from, from heaven and, and filled that place. And you and I have the Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit that was on them. The same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in you and I today. And so he's saying here that that, that Spirit is what sets you free from the law of sin and death. Now go down to verse... Uh, I don't have my glasses on. Verse... Uh, don't laugh at me, little girl. Verse 4... Verse 4, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. You and I are not supposed to live according to the flesh anymore. We're lived according to the Spirit. Look at verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Go down to verse 9. You, have, however, have, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. Just like what we talk about around here. You are more spirit than you are flesh. You are more spirit man than you are a, a natural flesh person. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. So that means if you are a born-again believer in here, you have the Spirit of God inside of you. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is inside of you. Verse 10, But if Christ is in you, then even through, though, though you, your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Verse 13, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Amen? So, you know, I really, Paul's talking about us being led by the Spirit of God. It's so important. I believe that we have to increase our ability and our capacity in our lives to be led by the Spirit of God. That every single day, you and I should grow in being led by His Spirit, not by our flesh. We need to 
to, to allow the Holy Spirit to rise up inside of us where we listen to Him, we follow Him, we are empowered by Him, we get our life from that Spirit. You have Him inside of you. And this is the thing about, I believe, that most believers don't do. Most believers are more flesh than they are spirit. It doesn't mean they, don't, they want to be that way. They, a lot of times we just don't recognize who's inside of us. The creator of the universe, his spirit is inside of you. And it's not there just to fill a space. It's not there alone just to bring you comfort. It's to bring you power. It's to bring transformation. And that's what the Spirit of God is there for. And he wants us to be in that. Now, now Paul, he wrote 1 Corinthians also. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, look at what it says here. He says about the same thing. He says, So it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you. I did not come with eloquence of human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness and great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise, persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith may not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. See, the whole thing that we see in even 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and Romans chapter 8 is that we are to be led by the Spirit of God. And we need to increase our ability to do that. You know, every day you should have a relationship with the Spirit of God inside of you. You should be listening to His voice, um, hearing His voice, of course, and, and, and obeying His voice. You should be empowered by the Spirit of God that's inside of you. Your flesh should be decreased and Him increase inside of you. That is the very Spirit of God. Because Paul in Romans chapter 8, he was describing how the carnal mind and the mind controlled by the flesh is actually opposed to God. It cannot please God in any way because it takes faith to please God. So when we focus on a natural realm in our lives, we set our minds according to the world's desire, the desires of this world, and the result is going to be really heartache and death. But if we set our mind on the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit reveals to us, Paul says in this chapter in in verse 6, verse 6, he says, we'll experience life and peace. So living according to the Spirit is an important part in everyday believer's life. And you should acknowledge that. You should realize that I need to be led by the Spirit. I don't need to be led by my mind. I don't need to be led by my flesh. I don't need to be led by anything else. I need to learn to be led and operate in the Holy Spirit in my life. I've been transformed. And, you know, you can tell when someone's been transformed. You can tell when somebody has, is operating in the Spirit, who's being led by the Spirit of God, because they have the fruit of the Spirit. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is something that we don't talk about a lot especially in our charismatic, spirit-filled type of churches, we want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit, you know, healings and miracles and, and tongues and all that kind of stuff. But to be honest with you, those are easy. The fruit of the Spirit is not, not because you've got to be led by the Spirit of God. It's not an easy thing, but it's one of the most powerful things that you can have is the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 talks about it. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. It's so important. And you can see somebody who is being led by the Spirit because they're operating in those things. But let me read, you, read it out from the, the Passion Translation. It says it in a different way. Now listen to what it says here. 
It says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit. Did you ever realize the Holy Spirit inside of you is supposed to produce something that comes out of you? So the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Now, God is what? Love. So the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is supposed to produce in you God-like character. So you should operate in this fully. I should operate, if I'm being led by the Spirit of God, I should operate in this fully. Amen? I love that. So it says, but the fruit of the, produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love and all its very expression. And then it goes on and talks about it. That, number one, joy that overflows. I love that. Overflowing joy. When I am being led by the Spirit of God, I should have overflowing joy. Hey, I like our new lights in the uh, overflow. You're not the dark side anymore. Give them a hand over there. Ready to go. Amen. Okay. Sorry, I I can see your faces now. Now I can see you when you're asleep, so too. Okay, anyway, um, joy that overflows. I mean, that we always have this joy that's coming out of us. Joy is not happiness. You understand that? Happiness is fleeting. Happiness comes and goes, but joy is forever. You can have joy in troubled times, not because you're good enough, but because the Holy Spirit's inside of you, right? You have a knowing inside of you. Then it goes, peace that subdues. Have you ever thought about that? See, peace is not a feeling. It's a knowing. You don't feel peace. You know peace. Who is peace? Jesus. So peace subdues the distractions. Peace subdues the fears, right? There's perfect peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken in Jesus. Amen? Patient that endures. I need to work on that, so I'm not going to preach on that right now. But uh, anyway, patient, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be, listen to this, limitless. How is joy limitless how's peace limitless how's patient limitless how's kindness limitless how's faith limitless how's gentleness of heart strength of spirit limitless because god is limitless and god's spirit is in you with limitless power amen full of power full of glory full of anointing but the antidote to have all this we have to let god lead us We have to allow the Lord to lead us. And he wants to lead us into good things. Psalms 23 says, he leads me into the path of righteousness. That means God keeps me on track. God keeps me into a place that is good. So I want to give you some things here, a number of points here today. So get ready to write of how you can be led by the Spirit of God, okay? And, And the first five points are five points that you've got to stop doing, okay? Because some things that we do that we just need to stop. In order to be led by the Spirit of God, number one, you've got to stop following a culture that doesn't follow God. Amen? You can't follow a culture that follows God. You can't serve God in money. You can't serve God in anything else. 
you have to decide what's the number one thing in your life, and it has to be Jesus. You can't worry about what this world thinks. You can't worry about this world at all. You only follow Christ. Well, Sean, I want to be relevant. Well, you don't need to be relevant. The only thing relevant is Jesus in you anyway. I remember I, I came here um, when I was 22 years old in, to Lee Summit as a youth pastor. And I was um, about ready to take over, came in, going to take over the youth group. And, and I was, uh, uh, the, the person who was running the youth group asked me, where's my earring? Back then it was earring, today it's tattoos. Anyway, um, he said, I, you need an earring to be relevant. I says, no, I don't need an earring to be relevant. I don't need a tattoo to be relevant. I have no problem with earrings and tattoos if you want to mark up your body and, you know, whatever you want to do. That's what, fine. You want to see my tattoo? I don't have one. Anyway, anyway, um, everybody went, really? No, I don't have no problem with tattoos. I have no problem with piercings as long as it's done and it's not overdone. I mean, you can get too far in extremes on too far of any of them. But I don't need to change the way I dress to be relevant. I don't have to. I just need to love Jesus. I just need to be led by his spirit. And that has worked every, all the time in my life. I can go up to anybody. I don't have to go through what they went through. I don't have to be like them in any way. But I can go to them because guess what? What's flowing out of me? Joy because of the Holy Spirit. What's flowing out of me? Kindness, love, and peace, and patience. Well, maybe that I have to work on. But that you understand that. Your relevancy is not this culture. Your relevancy is full-on Jesus, loving Jesus with all your heart. Having been led by the Holy Spirit, that is what makes you relevant to a generation that doesn't have it. See, you don't need to be like them to be relevant to reach them. You need to be like Jesus. They need to see something different that they don't already see. Amen? Amen? Romans 12, 2 says, Do not copy the behavior or the values of this world. Um, Cindy Hill sent me a, a text about the uh, the translation in the uh, Passion Translation. And I, I want to read it from Romans chapter 2. It says this, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. See, the way you're going to be relevant is not to, and reach, reach the, the great things of the kingdom is by loving Jesus and being full of the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, the reason a lot of times that a lot of us don't know what God wants us to do and we, we don't hear the voice of God because we're too enculturated with this culture. We look like this culture too much. We need to change. Don't copy the behaviors or the values of this world. Number two, second thing you need to stop is I can't follow friends who aren't led by God. Amen? I can't, if I want to be led by God's Spirit, I can't follow friends who are led by God. Now, I need to have friends that don't know the Lord. But I don't need to be led by them. I need to lead them. Amen? I did a message a number of years ago that says, it's talking about changing the atmosphere. That wherever you go, you should change the atmosphere. Whatever room you go in, whatever store you go in, whatever house you go in, you change the atmosphere to be like God. Don't let the atmosphere change you. 
You need to change the atmosphere. You need to be, you need to be leading people, not being led by people who don't know the Lord. You need to love them. You need to befriend them, but you need to lead them. Amen? Number three, I can't look to other sources besides God. I must go to Him first. He is, and I go to His Word. The Word of God is always the right source. If I want to know who to vote for here in two weeks, guess where I'm going? Not to CNN, not the, uh, what's the other one? Fox News, not the, where the other ones are. I'm going to the Bible. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to hear the voice of God inside of me to tell me who I'm supposed to vote for. Amen? Number five, I can't be led by my feelings. Yeah, I meant that. I meant four. (laughs) Number four, I must not be led by my circumstances. Don't laugh at me. Anyway, you know, we're led by our circumstances too many times. That... No matter what's going on, that's what we become. You can't be led by your circumstances. You are not what goes on around you or not what goes on in you. You are who God says you are. Don't be led by your circumstances. Don't be happy because everything's right. Right? Don't be sad because everything's going wrong. Have the joy of the Lord. Don't allow your circumstances to dictate how you're going to be today and who you're going to be led by. Amen? Number five... I can't be led by my feelings. It goes along with that. Because we're so led by our feelings. We base our decisions about how we feel today. You know what? You don't need to do that. When you get up in the morning, you don't feel like getting up, you don't want to get up, you need to ask the Holy Spirit, how should I feel right now? What should I speak over my day? Engage Him in that. Because your feelings lie. Your feelings lie. Peace is a good thing, but it's not a feeling. It's a knowing. But a lot of times we act by our feelings more than we act by our knowing. Right? Proverbs 14, 12 says this. You may feel you're on the right path, the right road, and still end up dead. That's good. I'm going to read it again. It says you may feel you're on the right path, the right road, and still end up dead. So why do we leave the God path that God has for us? Because we feel like it. People change churches because they feel like it. People leave relationships because they feel like it. Your feelings lie. But God's word and his Holy Spirit never do. Amen? So let me give you some things you need to start doing. Number one, I need to have a desire to be led. Psalms 40, verse 8 says, My God, I want to do what you want, and your teachings are in my heart. You've got to have a desire to be led. Get a desire to be led. Say, God, I make a decision. Remember, even your desires aren't your feelings. It's a decision. I choose to be led today, God, by your, your Holy Spirit. I want to hear your voice. I want to obey your voice. I want to do what your voice says in my heart. I want to be led by your Holy Spirit. Make that choice to be led by the Holy Spirit. Number two, you need to do, you must be willing and obedient. You not only need to hear his voice, but to do what he says. Amen? So if he says take a right, you take a right. Amen? If he tells you to go minister to that person, you go minister to that person. If he tells you to do this, you do that. If he tells you to be joyful, you be joyful. If he tells you to laugh, laugh, when, even when you feel like crying. If he tells you to forgive, forgive. 
I'm going to be willing and obedience in advance to do whatever he tells me to do. I make that choice. These are decisions. This isn't goosebumps that you get in a worship service. It's a decision you make. A decision is powerful and very spiritual. You make those decisions to do that. Number three, if I want to be led by, by the Holy Spirit, I must go to the Word of God. Psalms 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm going to go to the word of God. The Holy Spirit inside of you will never contradict the word that's in front of you. It will never go against his word. Someone came up to me and said something really, really off the wall about the Holy Spirit said this to me. I said, no, he didn't. How how can you say that? Because it's against the word of God. And if it's against the word of God, you are listening to the wrong spirit. He will never contradict your word. So if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, guess what you're going to do? You're going to get into the word of God. 90% of my messages will always have this point in it. Because that's how important it is. You have to get in the word of God. You know what the word of God does? It activates the Holy Spirit inside of you. It gives the Holy Spirit ground to work on. It is the foundation of your life. So when I begin to read and study the Word of God, the Holy Spirit jumps with joy inside of me. It changes things. It, it gives it an avenue. You know, in Ephesians, talking about you know, the, the, uh, that He'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you think according to the power that works in you. You know what that power is? Holy Spirit connected to the Word that's inside of you. If you don't have the Word, the Holy Spirit has no ground to work on inside of you. In fact, a lot of you are wanting to hear the voice of God, but aren't willing to get into the Word to hear it. In fact, there are words, I believe this because I've seen this in my own life, there are words from the Holy Spirit that He wants to speak to you, but you aren't ready to handle it, so it's damned up because you're not in the Word. Because that's the Word is what gives its power. And when you get into the Word, I've seen this in my own life, where the word, I started to hear the voice of God a lot clearer. Listen, if you're, not, you're having a hard time to hear the voice of God, study the Word of God. I promise you, every single time you study it, don't let up, you will begin to hear the voice of God. Every single time. It releases the dam that you, you have dammed up inside of you because you weren't in the Word. And once that dam goes, man, you are hearing His voice and you can follow Him. Amen? Because God's will is found in His Word. Number four, I need to involve the Holy Spirit in my life by asking. So once I'm in the Word, I've I've created this desire, I'm being led by Him, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit. I'm going to engage Him in every part of my life. I'm going to ask Him when I wake up in the morning, what should I do today? You know, one of the things that I do, and I've done this religiously all the time, um, is that I take the first half hour of my day And I pray, and I ask the Lord, order my day. Did you know your voicemail messages, your text messages, your Facebook messages, your screaming on the phone does not order my day? It doesn't. Your, 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 Your emergency, my own emergency, it doesn't order my day. God orders my day. I pray and ask the Lord, what do you want me to do today? And I listen to the Holy Spirit, and I write it down. And that's what I do today. And once I check off that last thing, I've, I've, I've finished it. I'm done today. And there's so much joy in that. 
Amen? Now, there's sometimes some things come up, and I, I have to take care of it. But listen, you have to let the Lord order your day. So you begin to ask him, ask him questions about your day. Should I eat this and that? You know, I ask the Lord, what, what should I eat? I don't always obey him. Because he says, you need to eat a salad. And I say, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> but engage, what I'm asking you, is to engage the Lord in the conversation. Right? Parents, when you have to deal with your kids, and punishment or anything like that, but you have to deal with some things that they've done wrong. Don't go a half cocked and yell at them. Right? Now, I've done that. My kids will tell you I've done that before. It's not my, it's not my lifestyle, but I have done that. I've messed up. And I've had to apologize. But what, what I have to do is I have to pray, God, what should I do? What should I pray about? There's an instance with my son. Um, he had a, he had a really really bad grade, and um, and so I'm you know Lisa and I we're actually angry because we felt like that he didn't do what he was supposed to do. We felt like he he didn't turn in his stuff right, and so we could have went half cocked and went on and just railed into him, took away his Xbox, his phone, you know you know whatever, made him you know you know massage my feet. I don't know whatever the punishment would have been. <laughs> And um, I had to wake some of you up. And, um, and so, but we didn't do that. We decided, okay, let's pray, let's seek the Lord. And comes to find out that his, his teacher had made a mistake. The Lord held us back from going at him. Held us back. We felt the Holy Spirit said, no, stop, wait. And I'm so thankful for we did, we did that. Or I had been apologizing again, you know. It's not fun to apologize to your kids. <laughs> so, you know, listen by asking the Holy Spirit. Amen? James 4, 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask God for it. God is interested in every detail of your life. And number five, the fifth thing you need to do is to be inspired. To seek to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. This is what this means is that I seek after the things of God. I seek after words from the Lord. I ask Him questions. I pray. I build myself up my holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. I, I worship. I pray. I do those things. Because I want to be inspired by the Holy Spirit today. I want a word. I look for a word from the Lord through reading the Bible every morning and praying and asking the Holy Spirit to give me one. I, I don't want to leave my room, my bedroom, until I have that word. I need that word. And if there's times that I, I have to hurry up and get going, I'm praying in my car. Because I need to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. You need to be inspired every day by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us, Jesus says that He is our comforter, our helper. And how many of you guys need help every day? Everybody raise your hand. Amen? That's inspiration. You know, inspiration is an idea of God. It's a God idea that he gives you in your heart. You know, when Satan gives you an idea, it's called temptation. When God gives you one, it's inspiration. 
And he has a word for you every single day. He is speaking to you. You just open up your heart and say, God, what is it? I want to hear from you. Get into his word and seek after that inspiration. Listen, I tell you what, your day will change. Amen? In every situation, seek it out. Now, here's four things, final things, what you need to do to hear the voice of God. Number one, spend time in the word, prayer, and worship. It's called, I call it the trinity of relationship with God. Spend time in the word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in worship. And then when you're in that time, you ask the Holy Spirit humbly. Whatever questions you have, you ask Him humbly. Psalms 25, 9 says, God guides the humble in what is right, and He teaches them His way. You know, in Romans, it actually tells us that we can't even intercede for our own selves because we don't know how. But the Holy Spirit does. Ask Him humbly what to speak. Ask in faith. James 1 says, Ask Him and He'll gladly tell you for He he is already ready to give you bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask. Amen. So you ask humbly. You're in time of worship, time of prayer, time of the Word. And you ask him humbly, ask him faith, and then you listen. Sit there and listen for God's response, and you're going to hear his response. You're going to sit there and listen, and you're going to see what God says to you. Because God has exactly what you need. He has that one word that can change your life. But as you're sitting there in your time of prayer, you do that. You ask him and listen to him. And then the fourth thing, you write it down. There's something about writing it down. And I want to challenge you not to type it down. Let me tell you why. They have done scientific studies on how you remember things. And when you type things, you hardly remember it. But when you write it with a pen or a pencil, you remember it. In fact, I'll challenge you to do something. Write some things down, a scripture down, or something down before you go to bed. And in the morning, you'll remember it without even looking at it. They've done scientific studies on this. It works. Write it down. And this is the other reason why you need to write it down. Not only to remember it, but you bring honor to the word that's inside of you. You give honor to it by saying to the Lord, I'm taking ownership of this. And I honor this word because I plan on remembering it. And you do that. And that gives honor to the, word, to the word that's been given to you. And God can trust you. If you can be trusted with the little, what happens? You get trusted with more. In fact, a lot more. Amen? I see this all the time in people's lives. Get it down. Write it down. Worship. Pray. Read the word. Ask humbly, ask in faith, and listen to him. And when you hear it, write it down and honor the Lord in it. Amen? Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. Amen? I want to challenge you to get into the Word of God. To be led by the Spirit. Um, We are more spirit than we are flesh. You know what I mean by that? that you're not really you until you're being led by the Spirit of God. 
You want to find out who you really are? The real you? It's that person inside that's been saved. See, your flesh wasn't saved. Your mind, will, and emotions weren't saved. But your spirit, man, is the real you. Start being led by the Spirit of God and you'll find out who you really are. And all the inadequacies will fade away because you have a limitless supply from God inside of you. You need that today. I need this today. That limitless supply of joy, of peace, of kindness, of patience. Right? We need that. And we need that to come out in our lives. Amen? I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes right now.